Welcome to the EchoCast. I am Bond Diesel. This is a podcast about the Division 2. Updates about it, news, speculation, thoughts, things about the community, drama, drama, drama. I've been trying to stay away from that, but we'll see how that goes. And uh, just talk about the game in general. This is episode 83. The Road Ahead. I guess. Okay, today I'm going to talk about the state of the game recap and some thoughts. I'm going to talk about uh, loot boxes, specifically with Call of Duty. I'm going to talk about my Bond Diesel's state of the game for Division 2. Some listener questions and personal content and updates. And if I decide to go on any rants about anything else that came up since I wrote this script, we'll go with it. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. I want to welcome Justin as the newest patron for the echo cast. Thank you very much for your patronage. Uh, so uh, thanks to Hassan, Darren, Tim, Ozzy, Mike, Luis, Jose, Joe, DJ, Christian, Iceman, and Justin for helping support the show and all of my other content. Okay, so state of the game recap. Uh, This week we had Hamish and Drew Reckner, who is the Associate Creative Director for The Division 2. That is actually a new title for him. Uh, He has been on the show before. He's been around, uh, I believe he talked about Hunters in Division 1. He, um, in the past, has been the AI guy. He um, designed the AI in Division 1. Uh, for like the battle uh, NPCs, like fighting NPCs, how they react. Um, he also worked on the legendary um, AI in Division 1, as well as the Hunters, which makes sense because it was very similar. Um, and now he uh, worked on the AI for Division 2, and I assume his role is going to expand now that he's the Associate Creative Director. So I can't remember who exactly who he replaced, um, but he's been around. He's really passionate about the game. Um, I know he he's working on other parts of the game now as well, and I believe he was a pretty big part of the 1.4 patch in Division 1. So anyone who's around for that game knows that was a pretty big turnaround, and um, you know it seems like some of his uh, fingerprints are on Title Update 6 as well. Uh, so they talked about um, a lot of stuff. They talked about how the team is pretty happy with the reception of Episode 2 and Title Update 6, um, and just the basic state of the game at this point. Uh, They obviously acknowledge that the game isn't in a perfect state and that there's things that need to be worked on. But they really like where the game is just like the basic game, like where it's at. Um, They did confirm that new content was coming um, and are excited to talk about some new things, quote unquote, soon. Um, We already knew there was an episode three, which I assume will be title update seven. I I think that I doubt we're going to get like a seven in the middle and then eight as episode three, but we'll, we'll see what that means or we'll see how that works out. Um, so it felt kind of unnecessary for them to confirm that there's more coming. Um, what I really want and what I think we need and what we will probably get in the next you know couple months is teasing for episode three. I think I have a feeling that, um, with kind of the lack of hype we had 
for episode one and two, um, which I think that maybe that lack of hype was kind of justified. Maybe they kind of realized that maybe they shouldn't uh, <laughs> talk it up too much. Um, even at E3 this year, uh, shortly after the game even came out, before the first episode even dropped, they kind of ignored episode one and two. They they kind of just briefly touched on them, um, but but had a whole special trailer just for three, just for episode three. So I have a pretty good feeling that um, they're going to hype it up because it's probably, I, I'm hoping, going to be worth hyping up. Um, and what I think they're also going to need to do sooner than later is, even in, in just very simple terms, um, just confirm in a year or two. Um, I think it'd be smart to just be up front and be like, it's going to cost a few bucks, uh, but there is year two uh, and maybe a really broad outline of what that might mean. You know, three more episodes of content and whatever willing, whatever details they're able to give out, you know? So... Uh, so that was good, I guess that they, you know, confirmed there's still content coming out, um, even though it was kind of assumed. One one thing I really enjoyed is that they highlighted um, uh, the divisionbuilder.com and rubenalamania.mx. Uh, Division Builder, uh, as you can probably guess, is a build website where people can go and post their builds um, and kind of and kind of give hints or advice on making their builds. Um, it's a really cool website. Uh, it's a great place uh, to go get started with making your own builds, um, to get ideas and so on and so forth. Um, and then the Ruben Alamania, uh, MX should be familiar to anyone who is on the, um, division subreddit and was in division one as well, but it, um, is a website where people, uh, aggregate uh, every week, everything that's being sold in the different vendors around the game. Uh, it's a really useful website. Um, you know, both websites exist in Division One as well, and um, some pretty dedicated uh, members of the community. Um, and some great resources for the community. Uh, so make sure to go check those out uh, if you need to. Um, they, they spent most of the time talking about AI and how it changed in Division uh, Division Two and how it was even different in Division One. Um, they kind of talked about how in Division One. Um, the, the AI would take cover and kind of flank around, especially the LMB and the higher level. Um, but for the most part, especially like the rioters and the Rikers would kind of just run at your face. Um, and, and even the, the, <laughs> the cleaners to a point. Um, th and then they talked about how in title update six, it changed where before title update six, um, th there's some logic going on in the enemy groups that you face. And, if there's an enemy group that has like an LMG guy, then that LMG guy will set up and provide cover fire while all of the other enemies take cover and move in cover towards you while the throwers get you out of cover and the snipers hit you when you're out of cover. You know, there, there, there's like an architecture there and, you know, they, they communicate and they, and they behave in a way, you know, they, they behave differently depending on their makeup um, of, of a group that you're fighting. Um, but the problem was, is that if, if you ran to a group that didn't have a, like a support, uh, uh, NPC, that there was a tendency for the NPCs to act extremely skittish, uh, even to the point of running away essentially and hiding behind cover a block down the street. Uh, so a big change in AI for title update six, um, is that if you come up on a group of enemies, one or two of them will designate themselves as support players, even if that's not their archetype. So if there's no support archetype, say there's 
one rusher and four riflemen in a group that you're fighting, one of those NPCs will designate itself as support player and begin just firing at you to try to get you in the cover uh, and behave as that support. And then the other AI will, will try to flank you or get you out of cover as, as it would. Um, you know, when he, when he talks about the AI and even when I play the game, um, it's it just, it, it's really cool to me that, I mean, this is the only looter shooter that has, you know, good AI, um, you know, destiny two, it, it's just, uh, you know, a, a point ahead and shoot game, which is, there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. But I, I destiny two has always frustrated me because it's a game that the guns are so satisfying to shoot in that game. But the things you shoot at are so unsatisfying to shoot. Like, um, it's just, it's so hard. Um, and then, you know, I, I know people like the Anthem. You know, if they like anything about Anthem, they actually enjoy the combat. But the, the AI in that is still just rough. Warframe, as fast as that game runs, I don't even know if there is AI or if they just wait for you to kill them. I know, I know that there is AI, but, you know, it's just such a fast-paced game. You don't really ever see it in action. Um, and then I guess Breakpoint is on this list now for some reason. Um, and it's, you know, that AI is so bad. <laughs> it's um, So I think it's kind of cool that some of the best AI I feel like you can play against right now is actually in a looter shooter. It's in Division 2. Um, and kind of hearing some of the deeper explanations um, kind of explains that to a point. Uh, and another big thing he talked about how is the, the tanks actually behave a lot differently. Before Title Update 6, you could basically, uh, you could status affect them uh, the same as anyone else and they would basically be really easy to take out of the fight and kill pretty quickly um, now if you status affect them in some way or even if you blind them um, they, they kind of tough through it one cool example he gave is that if you blind a melee enemy so um, the outcast that has the sledgehammer or the underground type enemy that has the chainsaw if you blind them they'll continue to stumble towards where you were last seen and swing their weapon even if you've moved with the idea that they're just trying to get a hit on you even though they can't see um uh you you can kind of test out so i assume that's using a mechanic that i've noticed in the game and in the first game of um it kind of reminds me of uh, splinter cell where it's the last known location kind of uh, ai where um if if you duck down behind cover after the enemies are shooting at you, but then behind cover you um, flank and you go to a different area, but you don't alert the enemies, they'll continue to approach that last known location, and it allows you to kind of hit them unsuspecting. Um, I suspect it's a similar mechanic there. So, so and that was about it. So this wasn't you know the the, the most in depth. Uh, stay of the game ever I, I will say anytime that drew is on the show um, you should definitely check it out um, if anything he's just a really good guest he um, provides information in a very easy to understand way and he's uh, very charismatic I'm probably a little biased because he's from my neck of the woods I believe um, and he's American so you know there's no um, there's no syntax issues or uh, or, or misunderstandings when it comes there, but um, it was a cool show, and I thought it was uh, it was a nice. Uh, I honestly was not expecting devs to really be on the show for a while, um, and I'm glad I was wrong. So, um, with state of the game, what we need to kind of keep in mind is so um, so we had title update six, episode two just came out. Um, I think that there's gonna be stuff between episode two and three. Um, I suspect that we are going to get um, 
these like global events or the seasons or you know some of the stuff that was probably accidentally shown during the last PTS. Um, I suspect they're going to start rolling some of that stuff out before episode three comes out just to kind of, you know, for the holiday lull, I guess. Um, but at the same time, um, I mean, I'm anticipating episode three probably comes out in early February is my guess. I mean, they have to wrap up the year. Um, I'm assuming they're going to go, you know, March to February is the, is, is, is going to be the quote unquote years for this game. Um, so I'm anticipating that we get this last update late January, early February. And, um, so assuming that most of the dev team is going to take the holidays off, uh, there probably won't be a stay of the game the last couple of weeks of December, um, which really only leaves, a, I don't know, five or six, um, stay of the games before the break. And then when they come back from the break in the new year, uh, is when I assume they're really going to start pushing episode three. But I really, really hope if it's the last thing anyone does at massive before the holidays is they hit a button and it posts some type of teaser trailer for episode three. Let us hear Keener show us some sights in New York city, you know, tease some new stuff, whether it's guns or gear or activities. Um, do like a, like a one minute trailer with Keener voiceover showing stuff in New York city and then have the trailer go black at the end. And then the smoke bomb sound from the hunter and then the screen fades into smoke and then a hunter mask comes towards the screen and it goes black. This is episode three, February, 2020. There's my idea. Pass it on. But that's just a hope. <laughs> um, I don't know. I thought the state of the game was cool. I, I'm, I'm glad they confirmed upcoming content. Um, I, I will say there's like this like bit of anxiety where I, I kind of worry that, you know, maybe Division 2 didn't do as well as expected. Maybe they're going to pull back on some funding. I don't think they would. I suspect that year one and two was probably in the budget. And then how that performs um, will kind of decide maybe a year three, uh, maybe year four, maybe division three, whatever that means in a few years. Um, but I, um, I'm just, I'm excited for it. Um, I just hope that they can handle episode three a little bit better because episode three needs to be really good to kind of get people back on board. If there's going to be a year two. Um, I think I actually really think that episode two has been, I think episode two has been fine. I think title update six is awesome. Uh, if that makes sense. So I think the changes to the game are exactly what the game needed. I think the content in episode two is okay. The Pentagon is cool, but it's not really groundbreaking. The classified missions are neat, but nothing that blew my mind. Exactly. Um, I still argue that the NSA classified mission is the best one because the other five are just kind of side stories where the NSA one goes back to someone from division one and kind of gives you some more insight into the actual story of the game instead of, instead of telling some side story. Uh, but yeah, so good save of the game. I'll be excited to, um, uh, to see the one next week. We'll have, we'll see how that goes. 
uh, in some gaming news, uh, they Call of Duty uh, releases tonight. I'm recording this on Thursday, uh, and I can't wait to play it. I watched a 20-minute preview of the campaign and some other footage that got released today, and I think this game's. I think it's gonna be great. I think, I'm really excited uh, for a Call of Duty game for the first time since like Black Ops 2. So, um, it's interesting. They so there was all this speculation and and stuff like that, you know, for the last couple months of people being like, oh, they're gonna do loot boxes and rip people off and all this blah blah blah, um, which is you know obviously uh, very popular to talk about. Um, so they came out and had this big uh, blog post basically that basically said no loot boxes, only a battle pass, and there's going to be a free battle pass and a paid battle pass. And the battle pass, you, you the more you play, the more you earn. So it's like Fortnite and every other game, Apex and all that. Um, what what I thought was really interesting was when a when 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 someone um, kind of dug into the files of the of the beta for Call of Duty. Um, they found what may have been some indication that there were going to be loot boxes and every single YouTube channel and personality on Twitter, man, it was, there was an uproar. So many people, you know, so much talk, so much, uh, kind of, (laughs) see, I told you guys it was going to happen. Um, and what I've really found interesting is that this blog post was, was kind of a fart in the wind. Uh, you know, all the sensational YouTube channels and, and stuff like that, um, you know, really seem to kind of either either kind of passive aggressively uh, brush it off or just ignore it entirely. Um, and so what I what I think is interesting is that, you know, I, I really do believe um, there, there there's a line that you shouldn't cross when it comes to these microtransactions and and, and people should speak out when there are things that are pay to win and stuff like that. Um but it, I think it is at least worth mentioning how much of the controversy sometimes about this stuff is pushed by creators and personalities who, at the end of the day, are just as financially motivated to exaggerate um, as the companies may be motivated to try to rip people off. And, you know, I just think that that means that people need to be careful with who they take too seriously. Um, and, and realize that, you know, if, if someone's entire shtick is controversy and sensationalism and exaggeration, maybe borderline dishonesty, um, and if their entire shtick is just to make people mad and to stoke that anger, that you might not be getting very good information. You know, the same way that people are like, don't believe Activision, don't believe you know, they're going to lie. They lied before they're going to lie again. Um, that's fine to have that heavy dose of skepticism about Activision. You should, they've earned that. Um, but I really think that people don't do a very good job of showing that same skepticism to people who are also financially motivated to get them all riled up and angry. Uh, don't, you know, don't tell me for one second that, you know, that, that some of these creators, um, aren't in this for themselves and really could give a damn about loot boxes and stuff like that. Um, it happened in the division community in division one, they brought the encrypted caches and there was this like uproar in the PTS about it. Um, and you know, and there were community members that like banded together and, and started this crusade against these things. And, you know, and, and in a way this brought up, 
and this kind of brought to light some and, and even brought you know quote unquote fame to some personalities that ended up being really really bad for the division community um it, it really gave attention to some people who probably didn't really deserve it um and it was on the back of this thing that never even made it you know it never even seemed that bad in the first place and didn't end up being that bad when it released and i know that there was this kind of parade around the track um in division one when the encrypted caches came out and you could buy them if you wanted to but you could earn them for free as well um and there was this parade of you know we did it we stopped them and 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 maybe 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 all of the hubbub um did change the way that they implemented encrypted caches i have to be totally honest i don't think it did um and on the other hand it it brought to prominence some personalities that ended up being really awful for the community and ended up being a huge net negative. Uh, I really believe that as much good as all of that controversy brought um, over the division one and uh, as much as that controversy, uh, say it did say it slightly changed the way they brought out the encrypted caches. I think that the negativity and, and the toxicity um, that came from that process and after it um, from particular people, uh, ended up being a huge net negative. Um, so I really just encourage people to, to just be careful about your sources. Um, I understand the sensational stuff is fun to watch. Like, like I don't like angry Joe. I, I think that he does really bad, super biased way over sensationalized reviews, but in all honesty, when he rips on a game that I also don't like, I love it. I love listening to him fall on the floor and spasm out and borderline just really exaggerate and overdo everything. But when the things he's exaggerating are things I think also, you know, I find myself being more willing to hear him out. Um, and, and I think that's a flaw. I think that's a bad thing. So, um, I, I don't know. My message in all that is I'm really excited about call of duty. Um, I'm definitely skeptical, but I'm hopeful um, but I also really encourage people to just be, just be weary of who you take 1000% seriously. And what you should also be weary of, if that's even the right word, it's probably not. Uh, you should be, you should be leery of 30 second mid rolls. Be right back. Okay, so in the community topics and other discussion, uh, I'm going to talk about my outlook on the state of the game currently for division two and off the top of my head first i want to kind of talk about um go over if if, if you're on twitter which all the power to you if you're willing to go through that shit show my advice is to um be willing to use the mute and even the block button um but don't mute and block people just because you disagree with them I suggest only doing it if there's people who are unwilling to actually conversate. Um, and, and I've ran into a lot of people who are just out there trying to make people's days worse. Um, and that's where I kind of draw the line for me. Um, but if you are on Twitter and you are able to stand it, um, go check out Julian Garrity's uh, profile. Um, and he put up a really kind of a cool post today where he basically just said like, Hey, um, let me find it. Cause I, I, I want to, I, I want to word it right. So he said, agents, how are you enjoying episode two? 
Now that everyone has had a chance to jump into the new content and truckload of improvements, I'd love to ask you two questions. And, and the two questions were, what do you appreciate the most and where should we focus more attention? Um, and he asked people to retweet it. Uh, and I just think this is really cool. Um, Julian uh, can have a, a tendency to sometimes maybe put his issue in his, uh, his mouth at times. Um, but I think these type of posts are really important. And um, it's got 200 responses. It's got 138 shares, um, a bunch of likes on it. Um, unfortunately, if you go through it, there's kind of a, a decent amount of what you'd expect. Uh, it's kind of a bummer. But um, but I think that there's there's also way more stuff that I think um, is really good um, and, and stuff that is, is really good to look at. Uh, and you can see that there's people who... Um, or maybe even a little slightly negative, but still are able to provide some really good, um, some, some, some good input there. Um, it, it, just go tell him, you know, he asked, what do you appreciate the most and what do you want us to focus on? So I even like the idea of just telling him like, uh, I really appreciate this change and that change. And I really like this, but I really think you guys need to keep an eye on this or change that or do this or that or the other. Um, it is a little frustrating, you know, sometimes you read through these things and I, I think one of the, one of the biggest problems is that there's a lot of people who have like wishes and desires, um, that are just never going to happen and that they aren't even like, like they, they've even basically said that they can't happen. The, the one I see the most, and even I'm kind of going through it now is I'm seeing people say, get rid of the three DZs and make one big DZ like division one again that will that is not going to happen uh, they, they've given no indication it's going to happen um i don't think it's even possible like i it's it's not that it's not possible i'd say in theory anything's possible but realistically like the the, the design they have for the dz's right now is something they they i assume probably worked on from the day they started working on division two um that they aren't going to change that and and I see these the, those kind of things brought up a lot, and and I don't think it's right to tell people like don't dream big, you know. But I guess I've maybe had the advantage of getting to have conversations with people actually doing these things, and kind of realizing that whether I like it or not, this moderately popular game that isn't the biggest game in its genre, it's definitely not one of the biggest games in general it's just it's it's kind of a niche game to a point um it's a big niche game i would say um but you know that some of the things that people propose uh you know this idea of getting rid of the dz's and adding one giant dz again um i mean the division would have to be like fortnite popular to justify that time money and attention it, it, as far as i can tell i could be wrong um but that's the way it seems to me um I just, I think this is really good and I really encourage you to go and I encourage you to go and answer both of the questions. Uh, one issue I noticed in here is that this just turned into a lot of people just being like, oh, this game sucks. And it's like, okay, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, that's not, he's literally here asking for, you know, you know, he's seems very willing to take some actual um, advice here. And, uh, you know, there's people you know, here don't reset gear every three months. It's not what happened. <laughs> uh, but you know, it, so go give your, go give your thoughts, check them out. Um, his uh, Twitter is at Jay Garrity.
Okay, and then the other topic. So uh, the, my Bond Diesel's Division Two state of the game. I'm just gonna kind of briefly talk about. Um, I I think one of the biggest things I've noticed that uh, you know I had a, a back and forth on on uh, Reddit with someone who I'm I'm familiar with. Um, and they, you know, I, I said, yeah, I just think that there's a lot of stuff people want from episode one. That's not going to happen. And I suspect it's probably going to come in a, or it's going to come in a year two, um, with that's probably going to be paid. Um, if you want me to be honest, if they're smart, they'll do like a $20 pass, maybe 30, I think 40 is the absolute maximum you can, you can expect people to pay. Um, I don't think doing the destiny $60 thing is a good idea. Um, I think a lot of that is dependent on episode three and how good it is. And if episode three just completely knocks out of the park and really blows people away, then then maybe, maybe you can get away with 60. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Even then I think, you know, 30, 40 is where they should shoot. But what, what I think is really interesting is I got this response was then was someone saying, I just don't think that there's enough people left to do a year two. And, um, I just I really think people underestimate how these games work. Um, you know, Destiny has laws, Warframe has laws. You know, these these games don't stay popular forever, and especially Division doesn't. Um, of all those games, Division arguably probably does the worst job of of, of constantly updating to keep people involved and. Um, I, I still think it's because the game's early in its life cycle. I think it's going to be different in year two, but I could be wrong. Um, but I also think it's because Massive is based in a country with a work culture of no crunch. Uh, I'm sure there's crunch, but you know, we're never Division Two is never going to be Fortnite. It's it's you know, it, I almost compare like Warframe or Destiny Two to like Fortnite, where they they just they just grind and put out content just constantly whereas i think division two is kind of maybe more like apex where they've kind of said like hey we aren't really even trying to be the the biggest dude on the block we're just trying to put out some good content for people who like our games um i i don't i'm I'm sure that everyone at ubisoft and massive would love for division two to be the biggest game ever made um but i think that there's also probably a realistic outlook on that that's probably never going to be a thing and, you know, maybe they shouldn't drive everyone in their company um, into the grave to try to make it a thing. Um, and and so I just I think that a year two is going to be fine for Division two, um, especially if, if episode three for year one is great. Um, and, and I really just think people forget. I, I see so many comparisons with Division one and two. Um, and when, when it comes to stay of the game is the biggest one. And I mean, I'll still stand here or sit here seven months into this game and and i'm willing to go on the record and say i still think division two seven months in is the best first seven months of any looter shooter ever destiny 2 took a year destiny 1 took just as long if not longer division 1 took just as long if not longer division 1 almost took three years really to get to a similar point that i think division 2 is currently at um you know, Anthem is never going to get there. I saw a comparison of Anthem and Division 2, and it almost made my head pop um, because it's just such a clear example of how people are just completely ignoring. Um, I understand that it's so easy on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and 
you know, to look at the Twitch numbers or to watch YouTube videos or to, you know, see the chatter on Twitter, depending on who you follow or not, and think that, oh my God, this is the worst game ever made. And just to realize it, I mean, it's just, my outlook on it is you have to think about the average player. The average player who's going to play maybe 150, maybe 200 hours of this game total through the whole lifetime who played the game for, you know, a couple of weeks when it came out, liked it. Maybe something else came out or they, you know, got bored. And then when episode came, one came out, they came back and played for a week or two and episode two, same thing. And episode three, they'll do the same thing. And I think what people just forget is that, I mean, this game, like division two came out to like critical acclaim. I mean, it was rated extremely well. It, it did really well. And the reason I get so annoyed by the comparisons to Division 1 is that Division 1 didn't. Division 1 had a really, really bad release. There was like a couple days of like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then it was just like, holy shit, there's nothing to do. There's nothing. It was Anthem. I mean, it was Anthem almost. It's like, oh my God. Like, And it was broken and buggy and a hot mess. And it was... Um, I still liked it, but even I recognize, like, oh, good lord, this is not a good thing. <laughs> this is bad. Um, and we've never had that moment with Division Two, and and I know that there's a lot of people who feel like, you know, the Division Two's gotten worse since release. I I don't think that's a very good take. I, in fact, I think it's a just a blatantly wrong take. Um, obviously, that's just my opinion. Um, I I think that Division Two had a really awesome release, and since then has kind of just treaded water with a few bumps up and a few bumps down instead of having like a, like a big moment where they jump out and say, look how awesome we are. Um, you know, episode one had some cool little changes and you know, the Kinley college was neat, I guess, but nothing about episode one was like, look at me. I'm so awesome. Um, where people felt like even though maybe in division one, you know, like the survival DLC had that moment of like this new survival mode, come check it out. Look how cool it is. Um, when maybe the rest of the content that came with the survival mode was mediocre at best, where we kind of have the opposite problem now where all of the stuff surrounding the DLC is awesome, is really good. And especially in episode two, but the actual DLC itself is kind of a fluff, you know? Uh, and, and like I said, I mean, I think episode two is the greatest example of that. You know, when survival came out, when underground came out, even with last stand, they came out and they were like, they were this big headline, you know, feature like, no, we have eight V eight. Now this capture the area mode or conquest, you know, or, you know, this you know, underground, you can endless random levels with hunters and all this stuff, uh, you know, or survival where you go in with nothing and, you know, it's battle Royale, but way more, you know, hardcore, but then everything that came with those updates kind of sucked wasn't that great never really pushed the game that far we didn't get story missions we didn't get new lore they didn't push you know the 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 game forward in any real way yeah. hell we went until basically the west side piers in 1.8 before we got any clues to what was happening after the main story of the game um and even then it was not much you know we've you know i think episode one gave us more story content than we got in the entire you know division one and I understand that people feel like the story was told better in division one. I don't entirely agree, but I get it. Um, but I really just think that I, I think people are having short memories. And I think sometimes those memories are maybe conveniently short for, for previously stated reasons. Um, I just, 
what I'm excited about with Division Two is that you know I, I know the PvP still isn't great. I feel like in my limited you know messing with it so far, I've really been just tracking down named items. I'm having a blast with that and upgrading my technician special specialization. Um, you know, I understand you know like from Julian's tweet, you know there there are areas that still need attention. PvP still needs attention. The DZ probably still needs attention. You know, replayable content, something like survival or underground needs attention. Um, but I, I genuinely believe if you had Division 2 as of Episode 2 with some type of survival mode or some type of underground mode, cough, cough, the Pentagon was probably supposed to be that, but it's not for whatever reason. Cough, cough. Uh, <laughs> I think if you literally added that one thing to Division 2, in my opinion, it'd be easy to be like Division 2 in seven months is better than Division 1 was in three years. I fully understand that people are going to disagree with me there. That's fine. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm just asking you to hear me out and maybe hear a different opinion than your own. Um, it's really important to me for people to realize I'm not telling you what to believe. I'm telling you what I think. Maybe it'll jar you a little bit. Maybe it'll back up some opinions you have as well. That's up to you. I kind of don't care. But I do want to hear from you. I, I like hearing people you know, either agree with me or disagree with me or you know, preferably without name calling. Um, but I, I just really think that the Division 2 is in a much better state, especially after Episode 2, or more namely, especially after Title Update 6. Um, again, I think Episode 2 is... It's fine. You know, the Pentagon missions are... They're, they're probably the best missions in the game, in my opinion. Um, but they're... Do them and then you're done. You know, that's kind of it. Um, it is nice. I just thought about it. They were the only... They're the first missions we have that are Black Tusk missions. Oh, I guess Camp White Oak is as well. So we have three missions now that are Black Tusk. But um, I just really think that, you know, the episode two could have been better content wise that's fine to feel that way um but what i think the real take from from the current state of the game is that title update six and in, in, in most ways has really set this game up as a great platform for whatever they add in the future um obviously there's still things that need to be worked on obviously there's still things that need to be fixed and updated and things like that um, obviously we still need more content and things but what i really think um I think the big change, and I really didn't expect this, is I really feel like Title Update 6 is is kind of them getting the game to the state where, good lord, if the game came out in this this uh, this state on release, it, it might have been, you know, it might be bigger than a lot of its competitors right now. Um, it wasn't, it isn't, that's fine, you know, past is the past. Um, but, you know, I guess my take from the current state of the game is that there's obvi obviously stuff still to come and that still needs to happen. There's some big parts of the game that still need to be focused on. But they've really set the game up in a really special way for the future. And I really hope that that future is realized appropriately. Okay, so we have a few listener comments and questions. The first one is uh, on YouTube. Uh, Sinister Gaming said, Dark Zones, do you think they'll return to the same level as Division 1? Um, I'm assuming a popularity and stuff. Um, if you want me to be totally honest, I, I think people way overestimate how popular the DZ was in Division 1. Um, I think the servers did a great job of getting people together. And uh, the, the, the relatively small number of people who enjoy that part of the game um, got to enjoy it together. Um, but I... I really, really, really wish I could get like 
some hardcore numbers about in division one and two like what percentage of the player base like regularly participated in the dz from launch to to now because i i if i had to guess i bet it's like five percent and i bet only two or three of that are people who constantly go in there um and i and and i've said it before and i'll say it again i don't think that means that the that that stuff needs to be neglected um, but I do believe, you know, from my interactions over the last few years, that that those people, you know, the people who are who that's their thing, that's cool. But I think sometimes they they maybe misunderstand um, how much of the focus of the game really should be on them, um, and and maybe kind of dismiss the fact that you know these games don't survive on PvP. Uh, and I know I see it all the time. The PvP needs to be good, so Twitch numbers are up, and the game's better and more popular. Um, and, and I really think that that's probably not the case. I, I understand that there's this kind of maybe miscalculation now because of games like Fortnite and stuff like that that are very dependent on you know Twitch being there a, a big promoter for them and stuff like that. I Man, I just don't think that these types of games, you know, Destiny Two kind of bucks that trend. Warframe occasionally does, but I just don't think these games are really meant to be big on those platforms. And that maybe the dark zones aren't as important as people sometimes maybe think they are. That said, um, I mean, I think it's just going to take the, the, the gear game. And, um, the, the, the problem is that I, I feel like the team's goal for the DZs and for PVP in general is probably for it to be balanced and, um, and interesting gear wise, uh, to have lots of ways to participate in PVP and different ways to build and be able to, you know, to, to rock, paper, scissors, people, you know? Um, and while I don't think that's there, the problem is, is I feel like a lot of the most vocal people about PVP and the DZ, they don't want that. <laughs> they want to build that build that will dominate everyone. They want to go one V server or whatever, because apparently that's what they think signifies good PVP. And, and I just don't think that those people are, are ever going to be satisfied by what um, the devs are going to give them because they never were satisfied in the first game. I know people conveniently believe now that they, that, that PVP and the DZ in the first game was the best thing that was ever made. But when we were in the thick of that a year ago and more, that was not what people thought. They were constantly moaning and groaning and complaining and wanting it to be different. Um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, I guess but maybe it's not for everybody um but i think maybe it'll return to the same as it was but i i don't really know what that means for each individual uh chuck white also from youtube said uh, the revamped loot box system Ugh. um and it allowing duplicates now i saw that and thought oh i wonder what bd would say about this um well they revamped it but i i've been getting way more caches than i did before um, because of leveling up my character over and over um, and getting the uh, the caches. Um, I mean, it, it allowed duplicates before, so that's not new. Um, I don't care for the system that just gives you XP when you have a duplicate. Um, I, I, I feel like they've boosted the, the RNG to make you drop more items that you didn't already have, because before I felt like I only got duplicates, and now I feel like maybe... 25 or 50% of the time I'm getting new ones with the last 10 or 15 keys I've gotten. Um, but yeah, just make sure one, they're not loot boxes. Cause I mean, I guess they are, but you can't buy them. You have to earn them. Um, and, and two, they always did duplicates. So, um, I, I think it's fine. I mean, I'm in, I think it's better now than it was before from, from my playtime. Um, but I've also never really been too overly focused on it. 
because there's not really a lot of cosmetics I'm super worried about. I'm still kind of underwhelmed by the cosmetics in this game. But thanks for the question. Uh, Iceman from Discord says, uh, how's your progress on getting named items and which ones would you prefer to use on some of your builds? Um, I've probably got five or six named items at this point, maybe a few more. Um, I had a bunch from before the update from casting Mendoza and, and stuff like that, but those um, didn't get updated with the perfect talents. Uh, so they're basically useless. They're just kind of crappy <laughs> named guns. So I've been slowly replacing them as I get new ones. Um, I just grabbed a tsunami that has perfect pummel, which is the one where you, when you get two body shots, it reloads your gun in full and it does 50% more damage for five seconds, I think. Um, so that's something I definitely want to mess with. Um, I think there's a gun that has perfect ranger on it or, um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Uh, Ranger is my favorite talent in this game. I just, I really like it. I like to engage um, enemies in medium to long distance in PVE because I'm kind of more of like a, you know, a skill build type of person. And uh, so that's definitely one I'm curious. I think it comes on like an M44 named or something. Um, I've only seen the talent. I haven't actually seen what it comes on. Um, and I'm really interested in just kind of the various gear, the named gear pieces and seeing if I can make a, a build I have fun with. Uh, so I guess there's nothing I'm really searching for super hardcore at this point. I do want to jump into the DZ and start searching for, uh, I think it's like the death grips and a couple other named items that are only there. Um, I kind of want to start messing with that a little bit. Um, but otherwise I don't really have anything I'm like super hyper focused on. Um, but there is a bunch of stuff. Um, I've caught myself really spending a lot more time just trying to, uh, you know, take a named item and figure out a cool build for it with no expectation. It's going to be like the meta. And I think that's what's maybe so fun about this patch is that, you know, it's just kind of fun to just theory craft. Even if your expectation at the end of it isn't to have like the most broken OP one V server PVP build, it might just be like, huh, this would be kind of fun to figure out how to use this effectively. Um, you know, it, it, it's fun. And I think that's a big thing. This game was missing. Uh, and then Joe Polidoro says, what is your ideal raid? Um, so one thing I've talked about before that I'm not really ashamed of or anything, but the division's kind of my first game in this whole genre. I've, I, I don't really like Spaceman laser ninjas or anything. So destiny and Warframe isn't my thing. Um, I don't like Anthem, um, borderlands. I, when the first Borderlands got announced, it was supposed to have like realistic graphics and it was supposed to be kind of like a more normal game. And then they changed it to the cell. I hate cell shaded games. So, um, and I was never like a wow player. I never got into like elder scrolls and all those games. I, my only real experience with these type of games, and this is going to be funny to like, most people is like fallout three and new Vegas and fallout four. <laughs> um, and, and and that's not the same. It's a very different game. It, I, it has, you know, they have the the chance-based stuff. I, I get that they're similar in that little way, but um, I so my ideal raid, it's kind of hard for me to really say. I Basically, not a DPS check. <laughs> um, you know, I would like it to not be just figure out how to do damage to enemies and then do a ton of damage to them. Um, if there's more puzzle stuff, if there's more team coordination required, things like that. Um, I think that's my ideal raid. It's something that is just more interesting. 
I really like the idea of having, I, I did like in the first raid where your groups had to split up and both accomplish a task independently, but also together. Um, but again, it just ended up turning into a DPS check. <laughs> so I like the idea of that, but maybe, you know, go more with that idea. I mean, even to the point, the hound, the, the warhounds where you had to take their health down kind of equally. Um, I, I, I like that because you had to cooperate, but at the end of the day, it was still just a DPS check. So, you know, not DPS check. Yes, basically anything else. Uh, so I appreciate the four questions there. Feel free to ask on Discord, YouTube, Twitter, wherever I post. I, I try to give people the ability to ask questions literally everywhere uh, and Patreon as well. Uh, with content update, um, our family schedule has kind of changed up a bit. Uh, you know, Bay Diesel's playing sports on a, on a night. I'm playing sports as well. Um, and I've got work and she's got work and we just have a lot going on. So um, my plan is to start streaming on the weekends in the morning and on Monday and Wednesday in the afternoons. I, I think I can pull that off um, afternoons on Monday and Wednesday or maybe like late at night for me, late, late for me. So eight, nine o'clock, um, even, even if it's just for a couple hours, I really want to get back into it. It's just hard right now. Um, that said, if you haven't already followed me on Twitch, it is twitch.tv uh, slash Bond Diesel. Um, and I do plan on rocking, you know, Division 2, uh, you know, and messing around with that. Um, but I do really want to knock out Call of Duty um, starting this weekend. Uh, and I'm probably going to play through the single player on stream uh, and then move on, obviously, to the multiplayer and doing all of that fun stuff. Uh, and I do still plan on doing some Intel Insights videos focused on the Division 2 audio logs. Uh, talk about how I think they impact the world story. Maybe do a little bit of a uh, theory, theorizing some, some, some thinking. Um, so I really want to get those going again. Um, and they really don't take that long to do. I just need to sit down and do it. Uh, same as, same as my streaming. So, uh, so yeah, so be on the lookout for that stuff. I'm, you know, you know, I'll promote it. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, that's, I think that's what I have for the show this week. Um, if you want to support the podcast and that other content, uh, please check out patreon.com slash the echo cast. Uh, if you're on iTunes or any other podcast provider that allows you to rate the podcast and leave a review, please do so. Obviously I'd prefer if you be kind. Um, but that really helps me get noticed and helps the podcast get uh, noticed. Uh, if you, uh, are on Twitch, like I just said, twitch.tv slash bond diesel, check me out on there. Uh, if you're on Twitter, I am at bond diesel where you can catch my thoughts. I do state of the game live tweets, uh, cause I'm off on Wednesdays and I occasionally put my foot in my own mouth and, uh, that's all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> sorry.